Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Grill Economist coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the morning with my main man, TJ, working the airwaves. Make sure the broadcast coming out crisp and clean. We apologize for the late start, but we are here. And also check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. And with that being said, CJ, what's going on, brother? Hey, uh, good morning, V. Uh, having a great day so far. How about yourself? I'm busy, man. Just uh, another day on the grind. You know, that's all I can do, Siege. That's all I can do. That's all we can do, man. That's all we can do. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, man, I guess uh, we can get into it. Uh, let's start breaking some things down here. Um, where do you want to start, Siege? Because, you know, we've got, we got a list of topics here. <laughs> Completely up to you, bro. Do you want to start with the, the 30 facts we need to know of the cribbed, COVID crib sheet? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. The 30 facts you need to know about the coof. <laughs> this is a great compilation. You know, offguardian.org put this together. And my kudos and my hats off to you guys. You guys did a great job. And what they cite here is actual documented medical facts. Actual documented science. And no matter what the hysteria is, no matter what the situation is, these facts don't change. How do we know these facts don't change? Because we've been living this nightmare, this fool's just, oh, my God, this crazy psychopathic nightmare that we've all been living for the last 20-some-odd months. And we have enough data. We have enough data. And what this data has shown us, Siege, Okay, the hard metrics of the coof versus the absolute fact that the establishment wants to do nothing in terms of adequately addressing what this really is, number one, providing actual treatments for this, because there is a myriad of treatments that are available, natural and otherwise, and I don't know if you saw this siege, but um, this is making the rounds in the alt sphere. The well-renowned supplement, NAC, and acetylcysteine, okay, and a metabolite of the amino acid, uh, cysteine amino acid has been right now banned by the Fools and Drugs Administration, the Fools and Drug Dealers Administration, known as the FDA. 
Now, what they found out is that an acetylcysteine is very efficacious of taking care of the coof, of some of some of the symptomatic issues with the coof. So this morning, Amazon and Whole Foods and large chains like Vitamin Shop have gotten notices from the Fools and Drugs uh, Drug Dealers Association saying, "Hey, you can't sell this because this is this is a uh, you know very effective against symptoms." They don't want you to be in charge of your own body. They don't want you to be in charge of your own life. They don't want you to be in charge of your own health. So people are freaking out. Some people are making a beeline, trying to buy as much and acetylcysteine as as you possibly can. Uh, Supplies are running low. But don't panic. And acetylcysteine has been very effective at, uh, you know, especially with, you know, if you're in the in the alcoholism business, alcohol industry, you'd know that an acetylcysteine NAC is very effective at treating liver damage, fatty livers and whatnot. You would also know that it's also very good as a very good amino acid in terms of your immune system, uh, your lungs and things of that sort. The reason why an acetylcysteine is effective against the COOF and why it's good at symptomatic is this. It helps with the conversion of the most powerfully antioxidant in the human body, which I told everybody, if you've been paying attention to me, I've told all of you over a year ago, when this nonsense has started to go to the store and buy it. You guys remember what that was? It was an amino acid known as glutathione. Glutathione is the most powerful antioxidant in the human body. And if you combine that with alpha-lipoic acid, which enhances the efficacy of glutathione, you have a one-two punch. You have something very powerful. So the FDA is moving to say that this is a drug now. How is this a drug? This is not a patentable thing. This is something that is derived from food. Uh, and my question is, where are such organizations like the NNFA, the National Natural Foods Association, and the 14,000 health food stores, owners and whatnot, that belong to that association? Where are the millions in supplement manufacturers who are right now should be forming class action lawsuits against this nonsense? First, they came for NAC. And I did nothing because I don't know how to pronounce NAC. I don't know what an an acetylcysteine is. Then they came for glutathione. And I didn't care. Because I didn't, you know, really give a rat's ass what glutathione is. I can barely pronounce it. Then they came for vitamin D. And I didn't care because I thought I was getting it from milk. And then they came for vitamin C. And I didn't care. And... Because vitamin C, I get plenty of that from orange juice. And then they came for zinc. Well, I don't care about that. I get it from maybe green leafy vegetables. And then finally, they came for you and gave you a shot directly in your arm. That's where we're heading. It's incrementalism, and that is how it works, folks. So if you're looking for an acetylcysteine this morning, Again, this is not medical advice. This is a, not a drug. It is a food supplement. Uh, you can get the real thing that, you know, that, that NAC converts to, which is glutathione. You can still buy glutathione while you still can. So a little tip 
from the Senor Garia. All right, 30 facts you need to know about the coof. This is done by offguardian.org. Offguardian, thank you again for putting this together. And so let's get into it. The survival rate of the coof is still. Drum roll, please, CJ. Drum roll, please. Over 99%. That's right, folks. If you get the coup, governmental medical experts went out of their way to underline from the beginning of the pandemic that the vast majority of the population are not in any danger from the coup. Almost all studies of the infection fatality ratio, the IFR of the coup, have returned results between 0.04% and 0.5%, meaning the coup's survival rate is, is at least 99.5% at least, okay? Which, if you go to mycbdedibles.com, that is 99.997% pure CBD isolate. That's right. Number two, there are no unusual excess mortality. And, folks, this is what I've been hammering home to you guys for the last 18 months. When you look at the death rates year over year, year over year, there has been no significant rise in the amount of people that died in 2020 versus the amount of people that died in 2019 versus 2018 versus 2017, so on and so forth. To your grandmama's generation, ain't no significant increase. Number three, the death counts are artificially inflated. We've told you that several times on this broadcast. I've told you and CJ told you that Every single death, you fall, you jump out of the, you know, you go parachute diving. Oh, yeah, baby, you go jumping out of a plane. You thought you were you were a Navy SEAL. That's right. You want to go jump out of a plane, you, and you hit the ground, splat. Hmm. The coof killed you, baby. The coof killed you. You get eaten by a shark, and they found your leg, and they did a, a DNA autopsy on you. They figured out who the hell you are. Well, you died of coof. The coof tore you apart. That's right. Countries around the globe have been defining coof death as death by any cause within 28, 30, or 60 days of a positive test. Why? Because there's money involved. Did you realize, folks? CJ, do you remember this? I'm going to go off topic, and you're going to hear it only here on Rogue News because the gorilla knows the money game better than anybody in alt media or mainstream media, period. CJ, do you remember? I think it was, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe like 12 months ago, 13 months ago, Siege, where we were doing a show, and I shared the screenshot of the order, okay, inventory order list, a ledger that was from the World Bank. Do you remember that, Siege, where, they, where yep. countries were getting shipped tens of millions of packets in 2017 and 18 and 19 of the COOF-19 testing kits? Do you remember that, Siege? Absolutely. Okay, so you have to ask yourself, why the hell was the World Bank involved in recording the amount of testing kits bought by several countries throughout the world, mostly in the West. What was that scam all about? What the hell was going on? What I'm going to say next is stuff that people get phone calls for in the middle of the night. I'm going to win one of those phone calls. Uh, Mr. Gorilla, this is <laughs> this is me. <clears throat> Mr. Gorilla. This is Agent Smith. About what you said about the World Bank. Yeah, don't repeat that again. 
Give me one of those phone calls, see. Might be one of those phone calls. Well, here it is, folks. The reason why, and we all know that, you know, people have, there's a financial incentive. That if you label something as a coof death, you get several thousands of dollars. If you throw somebody on a vent, you get forty, fifty thousand dollars And we've had people, friends of ours, who've had to bury family members in funerals where the where the where the cause of the fatal or the mortality cause or the fatality cause was something entirely different, where the person died either in a car wreck, person died even for a, for their terminal with an illness, and they are presented, hey, you want to you sign this piece of paper here, and you get X amount of money from FEMA, you get X amount of money from NIH, you get X amount of money from the feds. To cover your funeral expenses, all you gotta do is say your relative died of the coof, and voila, several thousands of dollars will appear in your bank account. They'll take care of it. So the funeral house is happy because they get paid guaranteed payments. The people burying the individual, they're happy too because now they get some money to bury their their, their person. So the question becomes, when did the financial incentivization happen? Well, in 2017, while the World Bank was compiling lists of data and ledgers of all the orders that were going around for COOF testing kits all over the world, guess what? Several hundred billions of dollars were allocated by the World Bank and the International Monkey Fund. At that time, the giraffe-necked woman a.k.a. Christine Lagarde, I believe, was on her way out of the uh, International Monkey Fund. Okay? You notice, Siege, ever since I started making fun of her years ago, she started wearing scarves around her neck. You noticed that, right? Yeah, I noticed that. Yep. Yeah, right. find a picture of Christine Lagarde without a scarf around her neck because she understands that the gorilla's been calling her a giraffe-necked woman since the time I laid eyes on her back in, I don't know, 2012? Anyway, back in the days when she was working for Sarkozy. And she was getting into the IMF. Wee wee. Anyway. So hundreds of billions of dollars were already allocated by the World Bank. And it was being funneled into various countries. Now, who the hell funds the World Bank, CJ? CJ, which country funds the World Bank? Hmm. Is it the <laughs> Chinese? Huh? <laughs> Is it them, CJ? Them Chacons. Oh. You and the Chacons. Thank you. They're guilty the of everything, baby. This country, the, one, the ones who invented COVID. Yeah. Mm, mm, Was it the evil mm, Chacoms that, that, that underwrote this whole entire project? Hmm? Which country was that, Siege? No, it wouldn't happen to be uh, the U.S. of A, oh, would it be? Oh, my God. Bless it wouldn't. Me. I mean, I could be wrong, maybe. Oh, you hit the nail on the head again, my friend. That is exactly who it was. U.S. governmental sources, U.S. money. U.S. policy underwrites and, 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 and basically funds the World Bank. So in 2017, ridiculous amounts of money, the amount of which I, I don't even know at this point. I have no freaking clue. I'm estimating at least $200 billion, maybe more. Okay? Was allocated in 2017. Okay? And the testing kits were purchased and bought. They were disseminated. They were put out all throughout the world. And this, and this is why, as soon as it happens, Siege, and this is why you cannot believe the crap that's coming out of the mainstream. Because as soon as 
you know, March came around and we all went into the whole entire, you know, locking down, so to speak, right? Immediately you had terms out of nowhere, right? You had terms that come out. Do your part. Stay six feet apart. Remember that term, Siege? We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Wear a mask. Right? All, all these build back better. All these terms, six feet apart, you know, stay home, do your part, wear a mask. All these terms, these are lingos. Now, if you know anything about the bloated bureaucracies that are running government, it takes them, if it takes them 15 years to make a half-baked aircraft carrier or 20 years to make a, a half-baked fighter jet, I promise you it takes them several years to come up with a global slogan shared among a myriad of countries. Every country you go, especially in the Western Hemisphere, especially in the West, you go anywhere in the Western countries, they all have the same lingo. You go to France, do your part, stay six feet apart. You go to the UK, do your part, stay six feet apart. You go to you know the, the prison island, formerly known as Australia, do your part, six feet apart. And over here in the US, you drive in, do your part, six feet apart. Wear a mask, show you care, and, and build back better. That was already loaded. The funds were already allocated and put into place. So this thing was ready to go. And all of a sudden, within a matter of weeks, oh, <laughs> updates started happening in everybody's phones, operating systems. You remember that, Siege? Yeah. Ooh, the new iOS update and the new Android update. Oh, look at that. It's got a, a tracing feature. You can trace the coof. Coof tracing. Oh, this is great. Wonderful. Where did that come from? That was already ready to go. That didn't happen overnight. Do you understand the complexity involved in creating something that is a quote-unquote tracing application that relies upon the IBAN number that is linked to a Bluetooth device, Bluetooth 5.0 or greater? where every single Bluetooth can ping off of each other. So if I have the, the coof and I'm walking around and I'm being contact traced and whatnot, right, everybody around me is being pinged without them knowing. Everybody's phone is pinging each other, letting bing, bing, bing. So everybody has a – there's a digital map, a digital, a digital map of where I went. And it doesn't matter if I walked from out of a place where everybody else had their, their, their cell phones and their Bluetooth pinging. Even if you, if you turn your Bluetooth off, it's still, it's still pinging. And I walk into a department store. I walk into my house. Go into your house right now. Turn on your Bluetooth device and look at how many devices are showing up. Your freaking microwave showing up. Your dishwasher showing up. Your television upstairs, downstairs, and in the basement is showing up. Everything's showing up. I mean, there are people with, with, with Bluetooth-powered dildos that are showing up. They're all pinging. They're all pinging and letting you know and letting them know where the hell you've been. So now they know that, hey, you know what? Uh, we know that you got the coof. Well, how do you know that? And you've been around somebody who had the coof. Well, how do you know that? Well, you walked into Starbucks, and the person who had the coof was there. So your Bluetooth pinged, and we know that you were, you know, your your um, your IBAN address was got captured. Your IMEI was registered. We were, we were able to get the IMEI from your cell phone. And then you walked into uh, a restaurant. And then you walked into the department store, and then you walked home. Then all your devices, all the Bluetooth devices, including your dildo, was going off and ratted you out. Imagine that. 
some people will rat it out because of their dildo. That's the age that we're living in, Siege. That's the age we're living in. Yep. How do you think? And you, you realize, folks, that takes years to develop a program like that. But that was ready to go. Like, see, they flipped the switch. And it wasn't just iOS comes out with it. And then a couple of months later, it was, it was Scroogle comes out with it, right? No, it wasn't even that. It was Apple and Google had it locked and loaded. But here it is. Oh, wow. What are the odds? That not only did the iOS application and the Android application both come out with COVID, with uh, COOF tracing software baked into the OS, but that, that they were both compatible with each other, that they were both uh, not only compatible with each other, but they were also synced into whatever governmental sources or, or whatever contract tracing greater database that there is out there. Why? What are the odds of that? Do you realize the amount of compute work that, that is required, the amount of programming that's required, the amount of testing that was required, the amount of, 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 of real uh, build-out that is required to do this? It takes hundreds of millions of dollars to create something like this, to have it work at a global level. But that was ready to go. Why? Because the funds were there in 2017. Getting back to the list. Folks, I hope you're all paying attention. I'm dropping some bombs on you. Number four, the vast majority of COOF deaths have serious comorbidities. That's right. March 2020, the Italian government statistics show that 99.2% of the COOF deaths had at least one serious comorbidity. This included cancer, heart disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, kidney failure, diabetes, amongst others. Over 50% of them had three or more serious pre-existing conditions. This pattern has held up in all the countries over the course of the, of the you know, the, the, the event that's happening globally. An October 2020 FOIA request to the UK's ONS revealed that less than 10% of the official COOF death count at that time had anything, had COOF as the sole cause of death. Less than 10%. I believe in the US it was like maybe 5 or 6%. And even then that's questionable, Right? And what we found out in the U.S. that there was at least 3.6 comorbidities that go along with it. Number five, the average age of the COOF death is greater than the average life expectancy. The average age of a COOF death in the U.K., are you ready for this? You guess what the average age of the person in the United Kingdom is who dies from COOF? The average age. Go ahead. Just take a guess. 75. Oh, you're too young. You're too young. Oh, 82. 82.5 82. <laughs> years. I don't know about you, Siege. I've, I've lived long enough in this co- in, in this world to see how stupid people are. At 82, that's a good life, man. Hell, I'm ready to go at 75. Right? In Italy, it's 86. In Deutschland, a.k.a. Germany, it's 83. In Switzerland, it's 86. You know, the Swiss have great chocolate. That's what keeps them alive longer. Canada is 86. The U.S. is 78, and Australia is 82. Do you believe that? That is the average age of, of people. And, and the U.S. is the lowest at 78 because of all the uh, wonderful food we eat over here. So in other words, the median age of the COOF death is higher than the national life expectancy. CJ, I want you to Google for me right now. National life expectancy in the U.S. Just Google that for me. There you go. 77.3. Bingo. 
So the Koof death. Oh, wait, hold on. What did I do? I did something, Siege. Hold on. Uh-oh. I did something, brother. Close out your browser? No, no, no. Okay. I, I hit that, that mode where I close all the windows on my laptop. I mean, on my, on my screen. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so we know that the average... The average Koof death is either at close to or higher than the median um, age for life expectancy, except in the U.S., right, because of our wonderful food that we eat. Because of the, but the U.S., the reason why our average is 72, we have more co- comorbidities. Why? We're the most medicated people on planet Earth. So, of course, we're going to have more, co- more, more uh, comorbidities. Number six, the COVID mortality exactly mirrors the natural mortality curve. Statistical studies from the UK and India have shown that the curve for the COOF death follows the curve for expected mortality almost exactly. Okay? There's a nice little chart there. Chance of dying from the COOF versus normal annual risk. The risk of death from the COOF follows almost exactly your background risk of death in general. The small increase for some of the older age groups can be accounted for for, by other factors. Number seven, there have been a massive increase in the use of unlawful DNRs. Okay, Massive use in the increase of unlawful DNRs. Do not resuscitate orders. Why is that? Folks, if you got a problem, you got a, you know, all of a sudden there's an unlawful use of a DNR. Why? The hospital is going to get paid out from the de- from them not resuscitating you and then labeling your death death from coof. Again, the financial incentive. Why? Money was allocated in 2017. Part two, lockdowns. Lockdowns do not prevent the spread of disease. We all know that. If you don't know that by now, you're crazy. Lockdowns kill people. We also know that wearing the face diapers don't work. Why? Because the bug, the coof, is only one micron in length, and your face mask is about 82 microns. Okay? Hospitals were never usually overburdened. Even now, and I've explained to you last week, folks, or the week before, why hospitals are actually designed to run at maximum capacity. If there's a 1,500-bed hospital, thanks to all the mergers and acquisitions that are happening in the healthcare industry, your 1,500-bed hospital goes down from 1,500 beds to 300 beds, and out of 300 beds, you'll have maybe 12 to 15 ER beds. Oh, my God. We're overrun. We're overrun. Oh, my God. I can't go to work. (laughs) (laughs) All these these fat bastards with 3.6 comorbidities. I got to pull the plug on them. (laughs) Folks, it is a pandemic. But it is a pandemic of the obese. And see, I think after this broadcast, we got to pull this off of off of YouTube. Oh, absolutely, yep, without absolutely. a doubt. Even if I'm using code words here, yeah. PCR tests were not designed to diagnose illness. Did you guys know that? We've been screaming that from the rooftops since the thing this since the day this started. Now, haven't we, Siege? Absolutely, since day one. They're talking about the PCR being the gold standard. But the Nobel Prize winning inventor of the process never intended it to be used as a diagnostic tool. And he said so publicly, and then he died somehow under mysterious circumstances. PCR is just a process that allows you to make a whole lot of something out of something. It doesn't tell you that you are sick. 
or that the thing that you ended up with was going to hurt you or anything like that. Number 12, PCR tests have a history of being inaccurate and unreliable. Sometimes even, <laughs> even throwing an 80% false positive. A Chinese study found the same patient could get two different results from the same test on the same day. In Germany, tests were known to have reacted to common cold viruses. In a 2006 study, the PCR test from one virus responded to other viruses too. In 2007, reliance on PCR tests resulted in an outbreak of whooping cough that never even existed. Do you remember that siege? Some of the tests in the U.S. Yeah, some of the tests in the U.S. even reacted to the negative control sample. You ever ever wonder why we have random this just in? There is an outbreak of mumps in California. Yes, an outbreak of mumps. How is there an outbreak? Maybe one kid who had the mumps. Maybe he wasn't unva- he wasn't maybe unvaccinated for or vaccinated for. It doesn't make a difference at this point, right? But there was some sort of a, a, a reaction to mumps. They test everybody else locally, and all of a sudden, everybody else is coming up positive for mumps. If you if you dial in the stupid PCR test to look for I don't know gonorrhea, okay. Let's just say you 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 you're able to test for gonorrhea with the with the with the PCR test, and one person in 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 your workplace comes down with gonorrhea. Well, Fred's out today. He came down with gonorrhea. We're gonna have to test everybody. But I didn't have sex with Fred. It doesn't matter. I, I'm a man. I I I did not have sexual relate. I did not have sexual relations with that man, Fred. I don't know how my DNA got there. I have no clue. But then all of a sudden, they test out the entire building. They found out that 80% of the people have gonorrhea. The point being is that whatever you tune the testing device for, it's going to find. Because it's a stupid test. It's, not, it's a terrible diagnostic tool. The guy who invented it said it's, it is so. It's, just, it's a terrible tool. It's like the ultimate confirmation bias. I think he has uh, Alzheimer's. Well, how do you know, doctor? Are, are you are you are you testing his mental acuities? No. Are you do, running any sort of uh, uh, tests on his brainwave patterns? No. Then how do you know? I've used a PCR test. Well, how does that PCR test? I told and programmed the test to look for Alzheimer's. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a bad example, but you get the point. If I'm going to look for any sort of virus, right? If the PCR test is searching for a virus, it don't matter if it's if it's uh, um, what is that virus? Zika, uh, West Nile. Now you kind of make sense how back in the early aughts siege, right? Going into the early aughts, the middle two thousands, we've had an outbreak of Zika, an outbreak of this, an outbreak of that. How much? Uh, how much were you willing to bet that the majority of those outbreaks? We're really just faulty PCR tests. <laughs> yep. We have an outbreak of flu. <laughs> really? How much of that was faulty p- PCR tests? You ever go to a doctor's office? I'm like, I don't know if my kid has the flu. What do they do? They swab the kid's throat or nose, and then they put it into a machine. You didn't know what that testing machine was that's discovered influenza, right? Well, that was a PCR test, buddy. You can gear it for anything. And what we're finding is that these things are incredibly unreliable. And this is why the late president of Tanzania, God rest him. God rest in peace, man. He was a great guy. John, Dr. John Magufuli, right? Magufuli. Dr. John Magufuli. And people forget, 
you know, the, the white dumbass liberals, which I can't stand. Folks, I'll tell you right now, the most dangerous animal is the white liberal, right? The white far-leftist liberal is the most dangerous animal. You know why? He hates himself, he hates his own race, and he hates everybody else. He's a nihilist and a worshiper of death and destruction, and he, and he salivates. He salivates on the phallus of tyranny. And we're going to get into the uh, blow dart. Remember the blow, uh, uh, you know, for, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Project Veritas dropped another FDA video where you have this clearly flamboyant. I mean, this guy had a rainbow shooting out of his ass, CJ. He had a rainbow shooting out of his rear end. Clearly flamboyant, white, beta male, liberal, saying that the only way to get these African-Americans to take the coup shot is, like, we're going to have to use blow darts on these minorities. Think of that. You're going to use blow darts? Think of the, the, uh, the, the connotation underneath that siege. Because these people are, the, you know, the, the white liberal says he's so tolerant, right? He's so tolerant. And that gives you an idea as to how the white liberal views people. They think people, and they also made the same stupid comment about Southerners. Dumb people in Alabama, something like that, right? Country boys. See, the white liberal, in the white liberal's world, only he living in his urban environment is the only smart, most intellectual one ever. Everybody else is a dumb idiot, right? That means anybody else, so if you're not living in New York or California, then you're living in flyover country. Or you live in the podunk south, and you're an idiot. That's the white liberal. And then all the minorities, they're dumb as hell, and they need help. You know, because, you know, minorities, you, you can't have voter rights because minorities don't know how to get picture IDs. They don't know how to go to a DMV. They, they don't have access, like what Joe Biden says. And they, How do they have access to a computer? Meanwhile, you go to any project in the hood, everybody's walking around with an iPhone. The hell are you talking about? That's what the white liberal thinks. The white liberal thinks the minority is an idiot, a dumb zoo animal that needs the white liberal's help in order to survive. And if you're living in any one of these red states, you're a dumb idiot, according to the white liberal. And according to the white liberal, the one on Project Veritas video, they're going to have to blow dart us, buddy. Come yeah. Do it. Yeah. Come that's do his it. fantasy, right? That, his that's fantasy. his fantasy. Blow darting. Okay. Come do it. Lead will fly, my friend. Lead will fly. So the late great, uh, uh, you know, president of Tanzania, John Magufuli. People forget that it's actually Dr. John Magufuli. He has a doctorate in biochemistry. He has a doctorate in biochemistry. The guy's a genius. He's a scientist by trade. And what did he do? He gave samples of a goat, pow-pow, and in fact, actually, it was also motor oil he used for PCR testing. All came back, all came back positive for the coof. As early as February 2020, experts were admitting that the test was unreliable. So we know that. The CT values of the PCR tests are too high, right? The, the cycle threshold, right? And in other words, they have to jack up the threshold to 40, 50 percent. 
in order for them to throw a false positive. And they're doing that. They're jacking up the test. The World Health Organization admitted PCR tests produce false positives. We all know that. The scientific base for COVID tests is questionable. Majority of, co- of COOF infections are asymptomatic. Correct. I mean, it's so dangerous you don't even know you have it. Very little evidence supporting the alleged danger of asymptomatic transmission. So on and so forth. So on and so forth. And this is where we are. Next thing I want to touch base on Siege real quick, and I got to jump off. I just realized yep. I, got a, I got a hard stop at 12 o'clock. Oath Keepers. Okay, Ooh. there's a great article on Revolver. Go to Revolver. Federal Protection of Oath Keepers, Kingpin, Stuart Rose, breaks the entire Capitol insurrection. It reads like a novel. It is extremely lengthy. You need to go to Revolver News. That I love Revolver News. I, when I wake up in the morning, if I'm not like looking through Rogue, I'm looking at Revolver. Right? Revolver's awesome. And I the, the great article there, folks, if you look at Stuart, the reason why this guy, Stuart Rose, Yale graduate, that, that, that should tell you everything. Yale graduate, you know, this guy, um, Stuart Rhodes, right, Oath Keepers, why is he not being federally indicted? He's a Fed agent. Oath Keepers was ran as a federal operation. And if you look at the lingo that Rhodes was writing, he needs you. He's looking to us. We're going to have this great uh, arrest, a civil war, dark to light. All the terminology, lingo, and linguistics used in much of the material written by Stuart Rhodes to his group Oath Keepers and how he got these guys mobilized and the same verbiage that was used, the same style, is very similar to what you've seen with the QAnon phenomenon. And I'm not saying that Stuart Rhodes is Q. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying, it's the same federal psyop. There's this great rebellion taking place. A great hidden war. There's white hats. There's, you know, the president needs your help. You know, we're going to do this thing. There's this divine unction placed upon us in order us in order for us to go forth and perform this great deed. So when you get a chance, go to Revolver News, take 10 minutes out of your day, maybe more, because it is a lot to read, and read through this article. It is riveting. Make sure you guys go check that out. I have a hard stop at 12 o'clock. I realize I have a, a, a major conference call to jump on uh, with some Canadian uh, institutions. Uh, with that being said, uh, Siege, any last things you want to comment? No, on? we can dial back, V. We'll, we'll, we'll save these for our next discussion, so that way we can we can go over your thoughts as well as the uh, Eurasia. Yeah. yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, we'll, we'll, come, we'll circle back uh, maybe tomorrow, and we'll cover the Stuart Rose thing and uh, what's happening with the SCO, which is huge. In the land of adults! Okay, meanwhile, the West is swirling the toilet bowl of Build Back Better. The East, in the land of adults, in the land of human beings. God, if it wasn't for the East, I'd, I'd give up hope on humanity, brother. The East is rising, and they're moving forward with life. And with that being said, folks, keep it locked here. Locked and loaded. Subscribe, like, comment, share. I'm the gorilla. He's a producer, and we're over and out.